Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. My name is John McGee. Today we're joining the podcast with John Cox, our executive pastor. John Cox, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, it's great to be here. <laughs> we're going to get into uh, we're going to get to our topic here in a second. But you know, it's interesting. Most guys, you know, are soccer dads up until elementary school, junior high, high school. Your kids are in college, and you're still a soccer dad. And uh, every time I talk to you, you're watching a soccer game. So. You know, fill us in on the season. Where are we? Uh, How's it going? Well, you know, I've got five kids and uh, largely because of their mom, they've got some athletic genes in their bodies. And so I still I still have two that are playing college soccer. Uh, They're playing at Texas. And yesterday they clinched the Big 12 championship, at least a share of it. And so uh, there's one game to go where they can win it outright. But uh, they were pretty excited after yesterday's game. Okay, and I, I should know this. So let's say they win the Big 12. Then what? So big tw- after the Big 12, then you've got the Big 12 tournament. That starts on Sunday. That's a eight teams, one game elimination kind of thing. And then the NCAA tournament will start the week after that. Okay, there you go. You can look for the, the Cox girls uh, in burnt orange. And uh, that'll be fun, man. That's really, that's really fun to still be in the stands. It's yeah, fun. we're definitely going to get down there for the games. I love it. Okay. So today we're talking about how to leave well. And what happened was we did an episode uh, recently on you know, the phenomenon of quiet quitting and all of that kind of stuff. And someone came back and said, well, how do, okay, let's say I am going to quit. How would I actually leave well? And so normally, you know, you go to HR department and you ask someone uh, involved with that as a subject matter expert. But I feel like you and your trajectory, you're kind of a subject matter expert on uh, a leaving and then B leaving well. And I thought uh, you would add a lot of value to this, John. So thanks for making time uh, for this topic. So traditionally what we would do is we would have someone from HR come in and talk about all these things. They're the subject matter experts. You've left a couple different places since I've known you and, you know, by reputation, uh, you've left well and then watching you leave Watermark. Uh, well, you left so well, in fact, that we asked you to come back on staff. So that's a pretty good tell. You, you've done a good job if they still want to work with you after you have left. So let's start with this. Tell us real quick about you, just your trajectory, yeah. your working trajectory since college, uh, some of the transitions you made, and then we're going to do a double click on when you left Watermark. Yeah. So let me just start by saying, you know, some people get a lifetime vision for what they're supposed to do. And they know from a young age, hey, this is what God has called me to do for the next 50 years or however long he gives me. I have never gotten that. And so for me, it's always been a, hey, am I where I'm supposed to be today? Be faithful and grow your skill sets so that you can be even more valuable tomorrow. And then just stay attuned. So I've made five major transitions, right? Started out in church, started a church in Virginia. Then, uh, like all good ministers, went to business school, which is what uh, (laughs) ministers do. And uh, after business school, came to Dallas, worked uh, for the Boston Consulting Group, which is a management consulting shop, and then a hedge fund. And then joined uh, Watermark at the beginning of 2007 as the executive pastor. Served in that role 10 years. And then went back and worked in investment management for uh, three and a half years, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And then uh, came back to Watermark at the start of 2021. Yeah, that's awesome. So church, business, church, business, church. And so we're already working on your party for when you leave next. It's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, a whole team. Now, I'm sold now. It'll be my <laughs> retirement party, let's hope. <laughs> Uh, there's a story behind each one of those, and, I, and I've loved uh, the way you've processed all of those. Um, John, let's talk about your most recent move away from Watermark. And, um, you know, I, I had a front row seat in watching you do that and was really encouraged just by how you handled that, um, what you did, what you said, uh, your posture through that. And so he- here's why we're going to do this one uh, today obviously because of the the topic that we just talked about, quiet quitting, but also, you know, even if you are not 
processing a, a move out, if you are involved with kind of setting the culture of your organization, you need to think about what does it look like to leave this place well? And people need to know that ahead of time. You don't want to spring that on them as they leave and say, that person didn't do that well. If you have rules, if you have norms, if you have expectations, you need to make sure that those are communicated or you have someone who's left well that you can hold up as an ideal and say, that's what it looks like to leave well. That that would be, I think, good leadership for anybody, no matter where you are in the organization. Okay. So think about yourself. If you ever were to leave, and this is not an episode, you know, about should you leave, that's another episode that would be great to do. We're not going to do that one. This is if you are going to leave, how to leave well. And then if you are in charge of kind of, you know, the organization at any at any point, uh, what does it look like to leave well? What the conversations you need to have now before people uh, move off or before you do. So do you mind just kind of talking a little bit about what you did, how you thought about it, uh, what you said when you transitioned off uh, of Watermark? Yeah. Yes. And let me just start by saying, hey, this starts long before you tell someone you're leaving. Right. And so So there's three things I would say that you want to do. You know, now, if you're not thinking about leaving, number one is you got to be developing successors. And so you're always thinking about who will replace me yeah. um, so, that, so that there's a good handoff there. Number two, um, you've got to build relational trust. And so what's critical is in your organization, these conversations, you have to be able to have them where someone is saying, hey, I'm not fully fulfilled right now, or I need a new challenge, or I'm thinking of going somewhere else. And that's not taboo. Because in, in an unhealthy culture, you say that and you might as well just shoot yourself in the head because right. your, your career at that organization is done. That's right. And what's nice about Watermark is we've established a culture where that is not out of bounds. You can talk about that kind of thing. And uh, we understand that we're all following God. We trust people's walks with God and he is going to bring people and he's going to send people. And so um, once you recognize that, then that becomes can be a healthy conversation, mm-hmm. right? And ideally, the people you work with know you really well, and you should involve them in conversations about whether you're going to stay or go, yeah. right, and, um, and things like that. So the second one is, is you've got to have an organization where there is relational trust. And the expectation at Watermark is, is that if you want to leave well, that you'll talk about this early mm-hmm. and you won't surprise people. And so um, that's important. And then, you know, the last thing is, is no matter where you are in your job, you always want to be growing your skill sets so that you are more valuable to your organization tomorrow than you are today. So those are the three things I would say, no matter where you are, get those done. But in terms of this transition, Watermark has a culture where um, we love each other, we're for each other, and um, and we can talk about these mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the very first thing is, is I, I got a headhunter call. Um, in the last transition away from Watermark. And after I got that call, I hung up and my very first phone call was to my boss. And I just said, hey, I got this crazy phone call and I, and I want to let you know. And so I don't know what to think about it. I don't know where it will go from here, but I want to loop you into that decision. Yeah. So right away, I let them know. Now, look, we're not naive. Some organizations, you cannot do that. But um, ideally, you are working for one where you can and you should. That's really interesting because I had the same, uh, I didn't get a call from a headhunter, but someone else actually contacted me, uh, John, and I remember going to you, uh, you know, real quick, I mean, and within 24 hours and just said, hey, I got this call and told uh, our senior pastor and some other friends and just said, this this came up. Uh, will you help me think about this? Will you help me 
process this. And so A, it gave me a lot of wisdom. I got, I got access to a, a lot of really, really good thinkers who knew me well, to your, to your point. And then B, if it would have been pretty weird for me to all of a sudden let you know, <laughs> hey, I, uh, I'll be, this is my two weeks notice out of nowhere. For us in our organization, that would have been a, a violation of, of trust. That just wouldn't have felt right and good. Now, every organization has its own cultural norms. And so that's not for us to decide today, but I do know we have a set and we needed to operate within those well. And it, and it just worked out better for me. And I want to be that kind of boss for others that if they get an opportunity or they get a, a an itch that we can talk about that, you know, and I can say, You're, I'm going to put my boss hat on and I'm going to put my friend hat on and I, I'm your friend. I want, I want you to love what you do and feel fulfilled. And so let's talk about that. And, and, and you do, boy, you've got to sit on some of the, the angsty things that are going to come up in your heart. Like if this person leaves, that leaves a hole, you know, and you got to go, I, I really, I want more. Um, we've said this before. I want more for you than I want from you. And I still have a, you know, a job to do here. I've still got a, an organization to lead, but I want, I want a lot for you and let's create a culture where people can, uh, can process that. So I, I've been the beneficiary of that. And John, I appreciated the way that that was all out in the open uh, for you. I think it is a best practice. I had a friend who worked at a big, big tech and, um, he, I don't even know that he quit. I think he might've said he was thinking about it and they took away his keys, put all his stuff in a box and went out in the parking lot and scraped the sticker off, you know? And so it happened that fast, wow. which I hope it doesn't happen uh, here. So number one, you know, just letting people know kind of early, this is what I'm thinking. I'm wondering about this. Will you help me process that? When it became clear that you were going to leave, John, talk about just getting on the same page with your boss, how you think about success. How do you spin your remaining time uh, there uh, on staff before you leave? Yeah. Well, the first thing to know, you should expect this, is it's very hard to have your heart be in two different places. Yeah. And so if you are excited about where you're going, it is hard to also have your heart be where you are That's good. and to try That's and good. finish. And so um, if you recognize that, it will serve you well. Right, because you want to be a person that that we would say runs through the tape, yeah. and that's just a track analogy, which just essentially means you don't slow up five yards before the finish line. That's right, right? That's right. You run full speed through the finish line. Yeah, that's right. How did you do that? What What was in your head? What was on your to do list? How did you spend your time? All those kind of things. Yeah. So uh, the very first thing that you, that I did was I just started making a list of everything that needs to get done for me to hand off well. And so it starts with me making that list. And then I started going to my boss and to some of my peers and asking them, you know, showing them the list, asking them what else they would add. Yeah. And so, you know, there's kinds of three buckets. One is tasks, what needs to get done. Two, what are the responsibilities that need to transition? Yeah. And then three, is there institutional knowledge that, that needs to get passed on? Because a lot of times, that's what you miss, yeah. right? Is someone who's been doing the job for 10 years, they leave, and all of a sudden, you've lost all of the wisdom for how to do that job well. <laughs> and so that's the one you want to pay especially close attention to because it's the one that will get neglected if you're not intentional. Yes. So I think, again, that'd be a great conversation early on. What would it look like for me to leave well? I've got some thoughts, but I'd love to hear from you because I, I really, you know, if you were going to give me a letter grade at the end of this, I want to get an A. Show me what an A would look like and um, all those things that you talked about. And I do think you're training up the next person if there is someone else. If your replacement isn't there, um, by the time, you know, that you leave, even just saying, hey, they've got questions, you know, they can call me, 
you know, on drive times home, I, I'd be glad to answer any questions. I, I want this transition to go well. I want um, this mission to go on, whatever, whatever it is. And I want my successor to really succeed. And I want to set them up really, really well. What would that look like? And I think yeah, a lot of times it's just getting out of your head, everything that is in your head. And it's a best practice if you've got people that are on your team and they're the only person that knows what they do, you should ask them to spend a little bit of time starting to get that on on paper so that you've got a, a running head start whenever it is time to leave. This is this is what the job description says, but this is a lot of the things that I do, and here's where these files are, and here's how we've handled this, uh, all those kind of things, kind of a, a best practices. You've got a list of standard operating procedures. One of the people that's been here on the, um, on the podcast before is Holly Carpenter. If Holly Carpenter gets hit by a bus, she's got everything documented. Someone could step in and look like an absolute rock star uh, in her role because she's documented everything and most of us haven't and that would be a good, uh, a really good best practice. John, this is your phrase, others have said it, but how you leave is how you're remembered. How you leave is how you are remembered. So before we transition on to you know any other tactical things, any, any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, listen, I think part of that is, you know, once you've got that task list, making sure everything gets done on it. But I think it's also having all of the necessary conversations you need to have with everyone. Like, so, you know, you've resolved any conflict that needs to be resolved. You've answered any questions that need to get answered. And so relationally, you are strong. And, um, and so that's really important. A lot of people think, hey, I've got some conflict. It's not worth addressing. I'm almost out the door. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. And what I would say to you is, is you absolutely should look relationally to make sure you have mended any fences and your relationships are strong. That's really good. I, I probably wouldn't have thought about the relational component. But yes, if you're going to uh, evaluate someone come back on staff, onto your team, you're going to evaluate, one, their you know professional competency and then two, relational chemistry. Uh, do I like this person? Would I want to work with them again now that I have a choice? I might not have had a choice uh, previously, but now I've got a choice. I'm going to bring them back on. And you want to be the kind of person that leaves with both of those intact. They, yes. Yeah. So uh, really, really good. One thing I've noticed as people leave, they lack empathy for the people that they are, are leaving. Uh, they're so excited about going and doing this next thing, and they forget that there's going to be a sense of loss um, for those who get left. So any thoughts uh, on that? Well, yeah, I think that's a great point, John. And being aware that anytime, you know, there is a separation, there is going to be loss. Yeah. And, you know, you hope that people miss you. <laughs> and so that, that's what you would hope. Yeah. And yet you've got to understand and account for that. Yeah. And uh, listen, if you leave, everyone is still carrying the weight. And maybe now they're carrying the weight with one less person because you're gone. And so it's understanding that, it's being empathetic to that, and um, and it's just knowing that any time there is a transition, that needs to be navigated well. Yeah. Awareness is the first part of that, and then there's some things you can do to help make sure that that goes more smoothly. I love it. And also, don't I think this, the corollary to that is don't be offended um, when your phone doesn't ring and when oh, they're yeah. not when they're not asking because you were the linchpin, and you know then they. Slot, slotted someone else in that role and they don't call you anymore and you can get your feelings hurt a little bit yeah. uh, and feel like, man, you know, was it transactional? And the answer is no. They they just have uh, things to do. They've yeah. got, the mission has got to go on. It's not personal. It could feel personal. Um, but just remember, you've transitioned. Go go be all in wherever it is that you're going. Uh, they're going to go on uh, without you. But, you know, realize they've got roles to fill. Um, 
be, be sympathetic to that. They're going to lose a friend. Hopefully be sympathetic to that. And then don't get your feelings hurt. Um, when they're not asking you, it, which, which will happen They're You're making decisions now for something that's going to happen three months from now yep. that normally you used, used to weigh in while, while you're still on staff and and they're not going to ask you because you're not going to be here, and yeah. you're going to. That's all going to go down while you're still in the office, and uh, and that's okay. It's it's normal. It's right, and just you know, ask them what do you want me to speak into. Otherwise, uh, have at it. You guys go, you know, go build the organization, go build the thing that that you want. Um, so yeah, yeah. What I would say about that, listen, is is leaving that 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 process doesn't stop the day you walk out the door. Yeah. Okay. That process continues. And so where you're exactly right is, is you want to make sure you're available if people have questions. And so you should take the initiative to check in, just put on your calendar, you know, after one week and then one month and then three months, just call to check in. Okay. So that you're available. Now, at the same time, you got to understand that you are quickly forgotten. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so I grew up in a Navy family. And one of the things that was always a shock is, is for the admirals. Um, you know, who were the big shots, um, when they retired, they thought they were irreplaceable. And they thought everyone would call them and ask for their opinion. And in most instances, what happens is the world moves on. Um, So fond of saying one of my favorite Bible verses, which I quote almost every time we're on this show, (laughs) is, uh, there is no remembrance of men of old, and even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. That's Ecclesiastes 111. Yeah. And you should burn that into your brain when you leave because it's not personal, yeah. but the world moves on. Yeah. yeah. You're not as important as you think. Yeah. And, so it's uh, expectations. It's just, Don't get your feelings hurt. Yes. It is helpful to know. So, you know, staying in touch professionally, I would also say just relationally as well, uh, wherever that makes sense. And so, John, I remember, you know, you and I met for lunch a couple of times while you had left and we were still, we were still friends and you know, we didn't, we didn't have to sever those. Um, some of the, some of my best friends uh, in the world today were previous staff members here. And yeah. just because they went to go work somewhere else doesn't mean our friendship ended. And so there's a real richness that you can't keep up with everybody that you were with, but those that were close, um, don't, don't sever those, um, unnecessarily. There's still, there's a richness in life with long relationships. One of the guys that that left a few years ago, he said, John, what I didn't realize was the one thing you can't make is old friends. And he said, I love what I'm doing. I love who I'm doing it with, but they're not old friends yet. And uh, all my old friends were back at Watermark. And so he stays connected uh, to several of us. And anyway, I I just wouldn't wouldn't sever those um, on the way out. John, let's talk about posture. Let's talk about uh, giving and receiving feedback uh, on the way out. Thoughts, best practices on that. Yeah. Well, I think it all starts with you've got to see the good and and have a heart of gratitude. Yeah. And so, listen, wherever God has had you, he's had you there for a reason. And you have learned things, you have grown. And, you know, one of the mistakes people make is is they'll go out with a heart of negativity and they'll, you know, light the place on fire on their way out the door. Yes. You know, you've got to just make sure that you are honest, but you are positive. Yeah. Right. And it's been a joy to work wherever you were. It allowed you to provide for your family and yourself. And now it's on to something else. But be thankful for everything you can 
on your way out the door. Yeah, that's it. And I, I think that there's always things to be thankful for if you'll look for them, that work is a gift, that there will have been things, even of course it was hard. That's why you got a paycheck. If it was easy, they wouldn't have had to pay you. But look for those things that, that really were, were great. They were blessings that they, you know, they prepared you for what was next. I would go back to those who invested in you, those who have helped you, all those kinds of things and say, thank, like be very, very specific. That will, I think, also uh, bring about that posture of gratitude. Uh, I would think about ways to thank you know as many people as possible. I heard of a CEO who, as he was leaving, wrote everyone I think in the organization a note, and then once he once he left, he mailed those to the to the home addresses, and he just wanted to say thanks to everybody that he uh, had worked with, you know, which was just such a, a a class move. But I'm sure as he wrote that, he was just oh, that was that's right. I remember how grateful I am for this person, you know. And it's time to go on to the next thing, but don't forget to stop and, and say thanks. Um, and then, you know, that, that last, that last piece, John, <laughs> burning the place down. I think a lot of times people will give feedback. They're emboldened on the way out in a way that they weren't when they were there. And, and I would say this, you can, you can sharpen this if you want, but, uh, if you haven't given that feedback before, don't do so on, on the way out. If it's something that you've mentioned before, I think our organization could do better. I think you could do better as a manager or whatever it is over me. And you want to continue that conversation. That's great. But to come out of nowhere, you know, with, with the, you know, lobbing these grenades back, you know, hey, I never said this before, but I've been sitting on this one for five years. That's just not fair. And it really was, was unwise to do so. So be careful. And I think have a, have a, just a positive posture of just gratitude. And so that if there's ever a, position available again, uh, they would, they would want to, they would want to call you. They'd want you back uh, on the team. And again, the way you leave is the way you're remembered. If you walk away with one thought, that's the one to walk away with. Yes, I think, and I think that's it. So, uh, friends, if you are considering leaving, um, you know, a, make sure that you that you should. Please don't just quit to quit. Uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side. It appears to be so. There are people and there are problems wherever you are. So, uh, if you can stay put and you can add value, great. If it's time to move, be obedient and move. But remember, how you leave is how you are remembered. So leave very, very well. That is a leadership test, the way you leave. If you are processing a move, make sure you do it well. And then if you're a leader in an organization, make sure everyone understands what it looks like to leave well. These can be times of of great transition, set someone else up really well for the future, or uh, it can set an organization back. So make sure you do the hard work ahead of time to have those conversations, to define the win, and make sure everyone knows how to leave well. Well, friends, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you've got any ideas for future episodes, just like this one appeared here, you can always reach us at clp at watermark.org, clp at watermark.org. Thanks so much for listening.